Bienvenue au podcast de la communauté internationale de baseball. Voici votre hôte, David Burns. That was another intro from one of the, my many intros from another language. I want to thank Nadine for that introduction. This is your host, David Burns, and this is the international baseball community. Uh, and I'm here with podcast episode number 13. Uh, this one's a little bit different than many of the other ones where I interview two players that were over recently in 2013. One player named Bert Marsnick played for the Swiss uh, club called the Baron Cardinals. And the other player is Zach Miller, and he played in France for the Beaucaire Chevaliers. Uh, we dive into, of course, the typical things like their contract and uh, the level of ball within the league, and uh, but we also try to get a little more into the tip, what the lifestyle is like, uh, in living and playing uh, baseball in Switzerland and France. Uh, they also give us some tips about other clubs around the league and which ones maybe are the, the better clubs to, to look at if you, if you want to work your way uh, into international baseball and work your way up. Uh, what are the top organizations within those two leagues? Um, some of the best locations to play baseball in, in France and Switzerland, and uh, what kind of opportunities there are for baseball players in both those countries. Uh, so without further ado, let's get on with the interview with, first of all, Bert Marsnick, who played in Switzerland, and then Zach Miller following right after, who played in France. Hey, Bert, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, David. Uh, so the, your story uh, getting over to Switzerland is a little bit uh, uh, unique in a way that uh, you kind of had to drop everything and, and hop on a plane and make a pretty pretty quick decision. Uh, right. How were you able to do that? So you just it, all of a sudden you got a phone call and boom, you're on your way to Switzerland. Yeah, well, I, I guess it uh, it started uh, in, in like April when I, I found your website. Yeah, and uh, I, I you know just I put put some stats on there, made, made a quick profile. And, uh, really I was expecting to kind of start looking at playing ball in Europe next year. But, uh, the, the Burn Cardinals had, uh, you know, a tough situation with the catcher. They were looking to bring over, uh, tore up his shoulder right before he's about to fly out. And, uh, they found me on your website and they called me on a Saturday at like 7am. Yeah. Uh, and I had actually just, you know, just played a game the last night with my amateur team in Minnesota and they called me at 7 a.m. They said, we need a catcher to fly over on, on Monday. <laughs> wow. And I was like, wow. Um, <laughs> how, how long do I have to make a decision? And I said, well, we need you to call back later today and, and uh, tell us whether you're going to play or not. And, uh, I, You know, I didn't have much going on. I didn't really like my job in Minnesota at the time, so yeah, that helps. Yeah, um, they said they would, uh, you know, give me a give me the flight, uh, pay for all that, and and give me a you know a decent, a livable salary, and and uh, so I called them back later that night and said I was in, um, and I didn't actually end up flying out on Monday. I ended up flying out on Thursday just because Monday was was too much for for them to pay actually so i see so the price was a little cheaper for thursday yeah so what was the urgency uh you had to get an x amount of games in and uh, so they had to get you in right away because it was already partially partially through the season or uh was there they were going to be playing in the the european cup in the a pool um in june and you need to play for 
a team for a month, mm. I believe, before you're eligible to play in the European Cup. So that's why they needed to get me over there as soon as possible. And also they just wanted to get me practicing with the team as soon as possible, make sure I was a fit. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Um yeah, so how are your experiences going in Switzerland? Uh, you've been there, what, a few, uh, couple months now, eh? Two or three months? Almost four now. Yeah, Almost four. Wow. In, in one week, I've been here four months. Okay. Um, so how's the season going? Season's been going really well. Um, since I've been here, we, we went 18-2. and two, and We're tied for first place in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just getting ready for playoffs right now. And... Uh, the competition is is uh, is kind of kind of interesting because the Swiss uh, the Swiss players are are at a, a good level, but there's definitely a, a gap between the imports and, and the Swiss players. Um, there's usually two to three imports on every team, and the best imports are, I mean, really good. Uh, we have a guy pitching for our team that played for UNC Charlotte, uh, played single A ball for the Tigers for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, no guy for the team that's tied with us in first place, you know, got drafted in the 12th, 12th round out of Long Beach State. Mm-hmm. Also played in the minors for a couple of years. So uh, the top pitching talent especially is, is really solid here. But then, um, yeah, you get, you get a drop off for sure between the imports and then, there's uh there's actually quite a few decent players from like Dominican Republic and Cuba that are playing here, and then you get the the full Swiss guys who are a little notch below that even. So okay, and the Dominican and the Cuban guys, but they're they're there on a Swiss passport or they're living there, aren't they? Uh, a lot of the guys, yeah, they they mar- ended up marrying a Swiss girl and then they just stayed here after that. So mm-hmm. and uh, the importing the you know, that you were just speaking of, is that throughout the league or the top few teams like the Cardinals or every team has imports. Uh, our team has three. Uh, I think most teams have two and then the bottom couple teams only have one. Okay. And there's eight teams in the, in the Swiss top league yeah. in LA and the top five teams are, are all really competitive and the bottom three are not so competitive. Okay. So Baron doesn't really necessarily dominate in the league. You're tied for first. And I was kind of under the impression that they're a little bit above, a little, a little, a little above the rest of the league, but, uh, it's burn and, and, uh, Thierville are, are a little bit above the next three teams. And then there's a pretty significant drop off between them and the last three teams. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, so you're living in Barron. How, how is that? What, what's the city like? Is there uh, much going on around there to do? Uh, yes, it's, it's a really nice city. Just, um, I mean, there's a great spot called Marsili to go, you know, hang out by the river every day. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Um, the problem with the main problem with Bern is just that it's so expensive. I mean, it's, it's hard to, Hard to travel around Switzerland on a baseball player salary, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I spend most of my time at the baseball field, to be honest. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I guess in a in a typical week, you don't really have time to travel too far. Maybe you get a day or two where there's nothing going on, and can you take off, or are you pretty much active every day between playing and coaching? 
Um, you can be active every day playing and coaching. We, you, you could also take like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off if you wanted to, but there's, there's optional practices every day of the week and mandatory practices Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. and then a doubleheader on Saturday or Sunday. So, Okay. That keeps you pretty busy. And uh, so are, is that part of your contract, coaching youth? or? or uh, yeah, well, that's just one day a week. Every Wednesday I'll uh, coach the youth team from 4 to 6, and then we'll have our team practice from 6 to 8 after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, within the, the Swiss League, well, can you name the top, like maybe the top organizations or the ones that kind of stand out to you the most as maybe the, the ones that, uh, you know, you would maybe be attracted or an or import coming over may, uh, you know, look into as one of the top organizations to play for? Yeah, well, there's uh, the top organizations have different things to offer. Like the Burn Cardinals, I think they have the best, the best talent, most talented team as far as as the Swiss players they have just because they have so many guys from Dominican Republic and Cuba that, uh, that are living in Bern and they're really solid players, but yeah. the field here is not so good. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the pay isn't as good as some of the other teams in the league can, <clears throat> can offer you. Um, but Zurich has the best field by far. Yeah. It's a really nice, really nice field. Um, they have grandstands, you know, PA system, really quality playing surface. So, um, I think I think that would that would probably be they have the most offer as far as field, um, how much money they can offer you, but the quality of players that you're going to be playing with won't be quite as good as you get in Bern or Tierra. Okay, so. Um... <clears throat> I just wanted to. I noticed on your profile that you're, uh, you know, you're kind of a utility player. You can do a little bit of everything. You're primarily a catcher, but you can play a little right. infield and you can pitch as well, right? Yeah, exactly. So, do they have you just catching, or are you, do you actually get to toss, uh, throw from the bump a little bit, or, or what's going on there? Um, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much just catching, just because we don't have any other catchers. Um, I've had a couple opportunities. Uh, to pitch in both the European Cup and then uh, one other day when we had a catcher uh, just kind of randomly show up uh, that hadn't played in a while. So I've I've got to pitch like uh, probably eleven innings, I think it is, since I've been here, and no no playing in the infield just because it it makes more sense for me to be behind the plate than you know putting someone who has little experience back there. So, yeah. Yeah. The reason I just wanted to bring that up is because I know a lot of clubs within these B level European clubs, uh, um, or these B level European clubs like to bring over guys that can, that are kind of utility players. that could do a little bit of everything. And I noticed that's, that's what your profile pretty much states is that, you know, you, you're, you're able to, to bring a lot to a club as far as, uh, you know your abilities and where you can play, so that's right. always a, a huge, a huge advantage. And I guess for you, if you want to extend your your international career, so what's what are the future plans for you? Are you looking to come back next year somewhere in Europe, or, or are you uh, going to settle settle down back home? I'm definitely looking to come back somewhere somewhere in Europe next year. I've, I've talked to the Burn Cardinals a little bit about that, and uh, a few few other teams as well. I'm, I'm looking at right now, but uh, nothing, nothing set in stone yet. So still kind of exploring my options for that. But 
it's been a good experience and definitely definitely looking to try and play another year of ball in Europe. Good. Yeah, so I guess the, the baseball is quite a bit different than back home or the whole experience in general. So uh, do you have any tips for, for players that are new to, to uh, international baseball or European baseball that are, are thinking of coming over in 2014? Um, yeah, I would just say just just jump on the first opportunity you get. I mean, uh, this I, like I said, mine was kind of a last-minute thing, uh, just – Hopped on a plane, came over to Burn. Uh, I think it was just a great decision, though. It kind of, you know, I've met a bunch of people who've played all over Europe and Australia as a result of it, and you know, it looks like I'm going to have a lot more opportunities to keep on playing playing baseball for a lot longer. So I'd say just, especially for for your first time, just don't be picky. Uh, if someone gives you an opportunity to play baseball every day, just go take it. Uh, you know, without without uh you know being being hasty i guess you know you know, make sure it's a legit setup which yeah. i did and then uh but if if you get a legitimate opportunity go take it go play baseball perfect bird thanks you know i appreciate your time today and uh, i know it's sunday evening and maybe uh maybe you want to go relax before uh, another week of baseball uh, is up on uh, is yeah. coming up here so i appreciate your time and uh, we'll stay in touch and yeah i look forward to hearing where where you end up next year maybe back in Barron, and uh, maybe we'll meet up sometime that was good thanks David. perfect thanks zach how's it going welcome to the podcast i'm right, doing good good just rushed home from work to f- squeeze in this quick interview uh maybe you can uh start off by telling us a little bit about your baseball background and then how that's led you over to Europe and where you ended up in Europe. Yeah. Um, I played division one baseball at St. Louis university. Um, I was a freshman all American. And, uh, after that year I had a injury in my wrist and, uh, after the next two years I had fallen out. So I ended up transferring to uh, St. Leo division two in Florida mm-hmm. And uh, after I finished up, uh, I didn't have anything happen with me with, uh, professional-wise. So I was searching for some way to keep playing, and I came across, I think you actually contacted me. I was using another website, and uh, I got on board with that and uh, sent out uh, the information that I was looking for a team and actually got feedback that day, and uh, that's how it happened. Okay, so you, you started firing off emails to, to places all over Europe, or, or did you have a, a target country or team that you, you wanted to play for? No, I kind of just made a profile on the site, and uh, I actually just, they just contacted me. I guess they were, look, they were looking for uh, middle infield, and uh, I happened to pop up, and it was really lucky, I think. Okay, so they found you through the International Baseball Community website. Correct. Okay, I, and I guess that's you played with Gabe Sanders. Sandersius? <laughs> I can't. Sandersius. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I, I guess they found him the same way as well. Yeah. They. Uh, yeah. He played. He was at a JUCO. He's at TCU for one year, and then he finished up at uh, NAIA. Uh, I do not know where, but yeah, he. he uh, they found him through the website. Okay, right on. Uh, so, why don't you tell us a little bit about the club you played for and, and the country you're in, or the league you're in? 
Yeah, I played in France, uh, the French Division One League, which is the France's uh, top league. And uh, I played for the Beaucaire Chevaliers, for Chevalier, the, the Knights. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and uh, Beaucaire is a of France, great location. It's uh, close to a lot of cool places. And uh, Avignon, Nîmes, they're very close. Marseille is an hour. Um, take the train to Paris, and uh, you know, two hours. It's uh, it's a cool place. I'm very happy I went. So yeah, you're right. You're pretty close to the Mediterranean there, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. We're, like I said, an hour from uh, hour drive from Marseille. Uh, if you take the train, it was you know maybe thirty minutes. Uh, same with Nice, or if you want to go over to Cannes, or uh, yeah, it was all it was all very close. Right on. Yeah, that sounds like a a, a pretty good, cool location. I Google mapped it before the interview, and and uh, yeah, it looked like a good spot there. Um, as far as the the French yeah. first division league goes, uh, how would you describe the the level of ball in comparison to to what you were playing back home? Um, it depends on the teams. Uh, you know, each team's allowed around three to four foreigners, so it really depends on which team had foreigners from where. Uh, if your foreigners were pretty good, your team's doing pretty good. Um, so teams like uh, Saint Art, as uh, close to Paris, um, they had some good foreigners. They had some Cuban players. Uh, Cespedes, Raldis Chapman, so they're guys who have seen play good baseball. Um, some teams have guys who, if you played in France for more than three years, you're considered French, so you're not considered a foreigner. So some teams could virtually have more than three or four foreigners because they're considered French. So uh, it just depends on the team you're playing. Uh, so a few of the teams were very good. Um, they were, you know, Maybe not a minor league, you know, equivalent to the states, but like a, a low D one, a good D one team. Like they're they, they were good, but then some teams were less, and they were not real great. Um, so it really just had D play and uh, the, the quality of foreigners and quality of French players they had. Okay, and so that's an interesting fact. I didn't I didn't hear that before. So do you know if the players? Uh, you know, when they qualify as a French player, are they living there year-round, or are they just kind of coming for the season three years in a row, and then they qualify as a French player? I'm, I'm not. I'm not positive because I know there were. Actually, I think they, they. I think they're living there for the most part because there's actually one player who played with uh, one player in the year before that he played with. Uh, I think Saint and his uh, his name's Will uh, Will Mousson, and uh, he's from Connecticut, I believe. And his whole goal is to play in France for three or more years, and uh, then he could play on the French national team. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know he was planning on staying there and living there and working at in the academy there and help kids. But I know currently he's back at home uh, going to school for a bit. So I think you are probably supposed to live there. But I think if you played there. I think it's possible they would say you're considered French because you played there every year. Yeah. Okay, and you mentioned that there's three to four foreigners on some of the teams. Uh, do you know how many would be on the field at a time? Like, uh, what are the rules there? 
Yeah, I think. I'm not positive. I think it cannot be more than three. But I'm not positive. Uh, it might be four. But uh, I know, you know, if you have a foreigner pitching, you cannot have a foreigner catching. So the battery has always got to be a French player and a foreigner. So you can't have the combination. Um, as far as the how many allowed on the field, I'm not exactly positive. But there is a rule. It's three or four. You cannot have more than that because we ran into one instance um, where a team did do that and they got in trouble. Mm-hmm. So with the with the French players themselves, would you say they're they're strong stronger hitters or or is the or how is the pitching? Um, it, it depends. Uh, like everywhere else, uh, the, usually for the most part, the pitching their problem was their lack velocity. Mm-hmm. So if you came up to a French pitcher when you got in the bullpen, you got past a foreigner, they usually lack velocity. They may not have been as highly talented there. Um, but then hitting wise, um, you had some. There are some French guys that could hit. Uh, there was well, I know quite a few that I know one's playing in Japan next year. He played the same art. He was very good. Uh, another guy from another team was very good. They had some good hitters. I would probably say they're better hitters than they are pitchers. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's a opinion, and uh, you know, but that's, from what I saw, I would I would lean them more towards hitting. Yeah. And. Uh... So you you played with uh, Beaucaire, the Knights there. Uh, if, if, if there's two other clubs that kind of you know impressed you or made an impression on you, uh, you know, and if you had a, a a choice now that you've been there, what do you think the other top clubs in the league that seemed appealing to play for as far as professionalism and facility and uh, you know and, and of course they uh, you know a better uh, maybe a higher level level ball compared to some of the others. Yeah, um, I would definitely say uh, Rouen, of course. They win the league. They've won it, I think, 12 years straight, maybe 13 now. Um, and then uh, in St. Uh they're both very good. They're close to Paris. Or Rouen's about an hour north of Paris, and St. Art's very close to Paris. Um, they're both they're both very good teams. Uh, St. Art's got a very nice uh, very nice field, all turf. Um, and then... Uh, Ron, you know, they have a turf field and it's it's very nice. Uh, they're they would both be uh, very high level. They expect to win. Uh, very very good teams. Uh, the only trade off there is you're going to be living in the north of France, which is different than the south. But um, uh, baseball wise, uh, they seem to be the better of the teams. Okay, and location wise, or do you think you you had it best there, or or maybe in Montpellier or? Yeah, uh, I think it, Montpellier is uh, it's a college town. There's lots of kid, young kids. Uh, there's a lot going on in Montpellier. Beaucaire is very small, but the advantage with Beaucaire is you're 20 minutes from Avignon, which is a very cool city. Um, they're 20 minutes from Nîmes, another cool place. You're you're very close to these places. And if you want to go to Montpellier, it's uh, a 30 minute train ride uh, and the train's right there in Beaucaire so it depends uh, I heard that uh, Montpellier is very nice I heard a lot of people enjoyed that so can you take us through the um, just basically the the life of an import playing in, in Beaucaire or in, or in France uh, you know like your week to week kind of schedule your, you know, uh, and how much free time you, you have to maybe do some of that traveling yeah, um, you have you have quite a bit of free time uh, for the most part. Uh, for Beaucaire, 
we would practice on uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, and then you're going to play a doubleheader on Sundays, usually. Um, so on the practices, sometimes you might not have a lot of players there because some of the guys on the team live in Montpellier, some live in Toulouse. Uh, you know, they don't all live right there in Beaupere. So some can't make it to the practices. So you might have five or six guys in practice, depending on the day. Fridays, more guys would be able to go. Um, but, you know, as far as Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, you were good to go. And if you needed to, if you wanted to miss practice Tuesday to travel or something, it was okay because Tuesday was light on practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so Sundays you play doubleheaders usually. If you travel, sometimes you travel Sundays if close. Other times you'll travel Saturday. Travel, I could skip practice Tuesday, and I'd go Monday through Thursday, and then I would travel. Uh, I went to Paris to see it. I went to Barcelona. I went to Geneva, Switzerland, London, England, Rome, Italy, uh, Marseille. So I went to a lot of places, and I had, it was nice to have the free time to be able to do so. Yeah, that's that's great. That's good to hear that you took advantage of that and got to see some of Europe. And uh, uh, Well, that brings the yeah. next question up. Um you know, I know players coming over to Europe, unless you're in, in the Netherlands or in Italy, uh, we're not really paid a lot. Uh, we, uh, maybe you, can you tell us a little bit about your contract and, and if it was enough to live on or without dipping into your own funds that you may have back home? Yeah, um, they paid us, uh, we got 400 euros uh, for a month. Um, and, you know, it's not a ton, but it's going to cover your food, which is basically all you're going to need to pay for. They provide us uh, a car to use. Um, they got, you know, a place to live. They paid for our phone card. Um, so, really, the only thing we were paying for was food and travel if you wanted to. So, um, I used my money to travel for the most part, you know. And then the rest I just used for food. Food um, for me it was enough. I didn't make a lot of money per se, but you know I'm coming home. But it was enough for me to uh, uh, survive. Sounds good. Yeah, it's, everything sounds pretty similar to here in Austria as far as you know the players coming from all around the place and uh, you know the amount of time you have off and how often we practice a week and as well as the the. The pay structure is basically a return flight and apartment and a few perks like maybe a car or a gym pass, yeah. stuff like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, what about your season? I, I, I know you put up some pretty good numbers. You were uh, you led the league in, in average and on-base percentage. Uh, any cool memories that came along with that? Any uh, moment through the season that kind of stands out? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, really average hits on base percentage. Oh, I did well, and it was, it was fun. Uh, I think the best memories I have, uh, you know, were just the, the people I met. I had some very nice people, and uh, they were very, very good to meet. And uh, on the field, off the field, uh, everyone in the city, uh, I still obviously try to keep in contact with them now, and uh, I'm sure I still will. I think just the just the, the people, the memories you you get from knowing uh, everyone you meet, uh, everyone was, everyone was great, and uh, I think those are the moments that I cherish the most. For sure, I, I I was there one time. Now I'm here <laughs> every year, but when my first year when I came <laughs> over here and and then I went back home, yeah, it was there were some good memories, and I just wanted to come back. So. Um, so what are your plans now, yeah. Zach? Uh, I, you know, you finished up a good year in France. Uh, are you going to hang them up, or are you thinking of coming back to Europe? 
Now, I'd like to come back. Kind of what I'm thinking is I'd like to try to play here in the States. So I'm thinking next year, you know, next season, the spring, I'd like to try out for an independent ball team around here to see what happens. And uh, if I like it, if I don't like it, uh, I figure, you know, the international side will be there. Uh, I think it would be easier to play here when I'm younger. So, um, but eventually I would like to try to play in the Netherlands or Italy, if it's possible, and then uh, three in Australia. Those are kind of my three places that I'd really like to go. So um, if not next season, um then I think uh, the year after that, I'll definitely try playing one of those three places. Yeah, that's, I think that sounds like a good plan. Australia, there's there's definitely some opportunities to break in in the second division and work your way up from there as well. If you if you break in there and put up some good numbers, and yeah, uh, yeah, I know a guy that played in Ruin and and now he's playing in, in the Netherlands in 2013. So it's definitely a, a possibility and a good idea to, to kind of start off with France and maybe work your way up a bit but uh, yeah we're breaking up a lot yeah. I, I appreciate your time and uh, you know I it sounds like a, a, a great place to play and I, I know that a, a lot of French clubs are using my website to find players and uh, so you know I really uh, thanks thank you for your time and uh, yeah I wish you the best of luck and hopefully we'll see you over in Europe again in the future well, I appreciate it thanks for your time Great. I'm I'm glad I was able to help out somehow. <laughs> right on. Take care, Zach. You too. Good talking. Ciao. That wraps up another episode of the International Baseball Community Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, I would really appreciate it if you shared this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or any other social network that you're a member of. Uh, and if you like it, then please like it on Facebook or wherever else you can like things. Uh, also, if you want to support my cause in, in helping baseball professionals uh, take their careers overseas, uh, you can use my affiliate links on the website to purchase any of your baseball goods for next season. So if you need a new glove or new cleats, you can uh, go to Baseball Savings, for example, or Home Run Monkey uh, on my website. You click on it, it clicks through, and anything you purchase after that, I receive a small commission, and it doesn't cost you uh, anything extra. Uh, this helps to cover the cost of the website and the podcast, and, yeah, I'd appreciate it if, uh, if you think of me when you go to do that. Uh, otherwise, if you have any questions or you want to get on the podcast, uh, you can always email me at the International Baseball Community at gmail.com. I'm your host, David Burns. Uh, take care, everybody. That wraps up another. You gotta be kidding me.